Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now, I asked you to send me your stories about family doctors. Like, do you have one? Or maybe you've lost hope of getting one. And that's a pretty strong word to say that you've lost hope. But Norma wrote me, and that's how Norma feels. Norma said, 78 years of age in Parksville and on the government list, a waiting list for a doctor for two years with no hope, says Norma. Last week, Comox Courtney area lost another clinic with only one remaining. Parksville has no clinics and all we have is an urgent care that services a very limited few. No hope, says Norma. So I can understand why people are so incredibly frustrated and I can understand why people feel that maybe, just maybe, this new payment model might make a difference. At least that's what their hope is. So let's talk about that. It came into effect yesterday. Joining us now is Dr. Justine Spencer, who's president of the BC College of Family Physicians. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Dr. Spencer, what kind of a difference do you think this new payment model will make? Well, I feel really hopeful, and I hope um, British Columbians like Norma do as well. So what this new payment model promises to provide is more equitable payment for family doctors to recognize that value of that longitudinal relationship-based care that we provide and that British Columbians want and need. So what it does is pays for time spent with patients, but also accounts for all those other things we do that we don't get paid for and that is leading to doctors leaving their practice or not starting a practice. So things called indirect care. So checking labs, advocating for patients' referrals, talking to allied healthcare providers, um, <clears throat> and then most significantly, administrative and just sort of the whole, the whole aspect of care that's leading to burnout. So we are really hopeful. So my organization and me personally, we're just feeling really hopeful and optimistic that this is the first step towards a more sustainable environment for family doctors and therefore, you know, get more family doctors, keep family doctors. Dr. Spencer, do you think that patients will be able to notice a difference if their doctor has signed up for this new payment situation? I think it really depends on the practice. I, I would say it's, it's hard for me to speak for every single family doctor because we all have different ways of setting up our practice, different ways of practicing. Um, it, for the most part, I would say we're just getting paid for the work we already do. Um, and we're retaining and recruiting family doctors. That's really hopefully what British Columbians will see is that maybe they can get a family doctor. And if they have one, they're going to keep their family doctor. And maybe some doctors will also change their setup of their practice to have slightly longer appointments. I can't speak for all of them. Um, But, and maybe this is my my secret hope is that family doctors will be happier and will have better healthcare, mental healthcare themselves. So maybe you'll have more positive interactions with your doctor. That remains to be seen. Yeah. I think everybody would love to have a happy family doctor, right? Right? Happy family doctor, happy patients, every, yeah. everyone's happy. That makes a big difference. What do you think this will do, though, to help BC re- attract family physicians? I think this will be a really important 
you know, first step in creating an environment that's sustainable for family doctors in BC. And previously, it wasn't seen to be sustainable, so doctors were often not setting up a practice, not coming here from other places. They were even leaving British Columbia to find a place that was set up in a way that would pay them better, have fewer burdens, lead to less burnout. So I think, I think this is this is looking really promising to be fixing that. And will this will do you think this will improve health care for people too? You talked about longitudinal care. Uh, a lot of people don't know what that means. Maybe you can explain why that is a goal to strive for. Absolutely. This is this is my joy. This is why I go to work in the morning. It's because I care about my patients. I know them over time. So longitudinal means me knowing knowing somebody over time. You know, I catch a baby see them when they're a baby and I see them when they're, well, I haven't been in practice long enough, but to see them when they're, when they're elderly and needing my help in different ways. And so meeting them where they are in their lifespan. And that leads to better care. We have good evidence. We have data to show that people who are connected to good primary care, in particular to a family doctor, actually have better health outcomes. Right. So that just means being able to build a relationship with your family doctor. And will this new payment model then, will that, will it reward family doctors for taking that extra time? It will pay them for taking time with patients as well as seeing more patients. So it, it's sort of a multimodal approach. And in, in, the long answer to your question is, is yes, they will actually be paid for spending time with you. So that, that relationship can be built. And it's also built over time. Right. What's it like for you in, in practice then, Dr. Spencer? How challenging is it? What, do people not understand just how much administration is involved here? I think that's a big part of it. Um, you know, when a patient comes in and they'll see me in my office, they don't see the work behind the scenes, um, the work that I do to prepare to see them, to keep up with medical literature, the work to advocate for them, doing referrals, talking to allied health about them. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to take care of somebody's health care. So I hope that part of this payment model is actually patients understanding that your doctor has a lot going on to take care of you and to take care of you well. Um, so this is, this is physician groups in combination with the government um, advocating for that and making it better for all of us. Is there more that can still be done? I mean, this is obviously one step. What else needs to be done? Absolutely. This is a first step. And um, it's not going to solve everything. Um, but it doesn't solve things like administrative burden. So what that translates to is paperwork. Um, and then other things like we don't have team-based care set up very well in this province. So your doctor should be working with other allied health professionals, nurses, nurse practitioners, social workers, dietitians, pharmacists, the list goes on. Um, so team-based care is going to be really important moving forward. And then, <clears throat> pardon me, and then protecting the mental health of doctors. This is also a first step there, but we have more to to look at to improve that. Is that, do you think, what has contributed to seeing clinic closures and, and doctors perhaps retiring or maybe deciding that they want to cut back on their hours? It's, it's because they're exhausted. Yes, there's been incredible burnout and it's been worsened in the last two or three years with the pandemic. And 
it's just not sustainable the way family practice has been running in British Columbia. And I think this provides the hope that we need to stop that crisis. It's not going to be the whole fix, but it's really heading out of it. This is definitely the first step to making that better. All right. Well, Dr. Spencer, thank you so much for your time. Oh, thanks for talking to me today.